Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to Bouncing Back, a video series to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. For the 21st episode, we have Justin Oberman, who is most recently an Associate Creative Director at Collier Simon in LA. Yeah, Justin, what's up, man? What's up, how you doing? Doing well, glad to, to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's a really great thing that you're doing. Really great. Of course. Maybe uh, just tell everyone how you're dealing with, you know, this pandemic, where you're quarantining, and, you know, what you've been up to, if anything, the past few months. Sure. Um, I've been quarantined at home with, you know, with my family um, and uh, my wife also. Uh, she's a music teacher, so um, she was, uh, after a week, she was off as well. Um, and... You know, working at home is fine. Working at home with kids is a whole different, it's a whole different experience. I'm sure. Yeah. When I when I reached out to you, you said you had a good story, so I'm excited to you know maybe hear all about that. If you wanna tell everyone about yourself and where you've worked, we can kind of jump into that a little bit. Personally, um, I started in the ad industry later in life. Um, you know, uh, in my in much more like in my later twenties. So I skipped the whole ad school thing. I skipped the whole, actually went to have a master's degree in philosophy um, and did my master's thesis on artificial intelligence and all this stuff. And you really can't do much with that these days. Um, so I've become a professor and I had no interest in doing that. I went into marketing, but my, my cousin um, said that, uh, you know, based on the stuff I'm into, I'd do a much better job being an advertising creative. So at that time I was holding two jobs, like a side hustle in mobile marketing and also working for my family insurance company doing the marketing um, stuff for it. And re realized, oh, I like this. So I actually dropped everything, quit, and took classes at Ad House in New York. Uh, I'm an Ad House New York graduate and, um, and also at SVA. Um, and actually for both, graphic design and advertising copywriting, decided um, that I should probably just become a copywriter because I don't know if I have the, uh, the focus needed to be an art director in that sense. Um, so, um, and that's just where my mind gravitates toward that type of thinking. Um, and because I came in late in the game, it's put me in a kind of interesting position from a hiring perspective. Um, like I didn't enter as a junior. I entered as like this quasi, like, you know, understands mobile really well, copywriter position type thing. Um, and, you know, my first, my first uh, gig was at Mother in New York and um, hopped around a lot of agencies in, in New York um, and eventually moved out here to LA to go in-house um, at a friend of mine's startup. Um, wasn't really much of a startup at that point, but they were raising a lot of money and needed to do a lot of branding and stuff from the inside and did that for two and a half years and then um, had a bunch of jobs. It, you know, took a lot of uh, gigs, freelance, permalance type stuff in LA. Um, and most recent, then I moved out to Cleveland, Ohio for a job. Um, at a place called Adcom. Um, lovely place, great place, didn't like Cleveland. Moved back to LA um, to take the job at Collier Simon. I was recruited by um, uh, the wonderful man, uh, Matt Siegel, who's the former 
founder, um, co-founder of Vayner LA. Um, but uh, then COVID happened and you know, the two clients that I was working on uh, you know, lowered their ad advertising, you know, yeah. that's how the story goes. Yeah, totally, you know, makes sense. I see you're, you're following LeBron from Cleveland to LA, if you can, you can put it <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Maybe if you wanna, you know, tell some people some of the clients you've worked on and maybe what you're looking for in your next role. Sure. Um, well, I, so, you know, my career, like I said, was kind of weird. So um, I, you know, my, my first, you know, clients or whatever I worked on were like Google and um, Commonwealth Bank Australia and uh, Target. And, um, but really it's sort of, because I jumped around a lot as a permalancer, um, it, it, I, I I came, I, what happened was, is I gained this sort of reputation as a problem solver. Um, and so a lot of times I'd just like come in when like they were stuck on, people were stuck on a certain issue and whatnot. And I would like kind of work with the creative team to like, to really get to like the root of the problem in order to address it in some sort of unique way that the brand was either open to, or sometimes even not open to, but then they became open to it because like, Hey, if you're going to, if you're gonna, as long as you solve the problem, who cares like how it's done? Like, yeah, you want to Facebook ads and blah, 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 but like we found another way to do it. So a lot of times that's what I would do. So I, I became kind of, and I know this is not necessarily the greatest thing to say, but I became kind of like brand agnostic, agnostic right? It was very, to me, it's more about like the problem, right? It's like if, if you're a good salesman, if you can sell yourself, you can sell anything type of thing. But in general, um, you know, the type of the type of stuff that uh, you know recently that I've worked on um, was, you know, um, Whoppers candy, um, uh, um, uh, um, Spartan Spartan race. Um, you know, uh, in Cleveland, I was on the Cleveland Clinic account, so I have big hospital experience. Um, also finding exciting ways to talk about boring things. Not that hospital stuff is boring, but you yeah. know, they, they tend to be safe. But I, that's that's the challenge I always look for, is how to make even something you think has to be boring interesting. Um, and at Collier Simon, it was exciting. We, we branded, we created a brand, we created a life science brand, um, the world's largest sperm bank, egg bank, and cord and blood bank, um, you know, came together to form a giant life, life science bank. I'm sorry, Life Science Bank, Life Science Company, um, and then also did work on the community colleges of Los Angeles. So most recently with that ex that experience, um, and with sports too, um, obviously Spartan Race, and um, and uh, also um, Roland Garros, the uh, French Open. Oh, awesome. I mean, yeah, really unique, you know, background first, and a bunch of other you know clients you've worked on, and I really do like that, you know when push comes to shove, we are paid to solve problems. So I think right. you know, core, of course, you know, depending on the brand, we have to do certain things, but consistently across any brief we're on, it's solving problems. So to be good at that is a, is a good thing for sure. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an insanely interested person. If you pay me enough money, not even that, but uh, <laughs> I get very, very, very like interested in what, whatever I'm in. I, I'm the guy who goes out and, I once worked on a, a campaign about pencils and I read a 
I read the entire history of compass, like the the entire book. Like I get like really absorbed in whatever pro product I'm uh, working on. Yeah, I think that's you know really important, and you're kind of talking about it now. But what would you say are some of you know your other best qualities past you know getting super into the projects and being a great problem solver? Oh boy, uh, it's mentoring, and I've had the opportunity to mentor. You know, um, I call your Simon um, at Adcom at, at the various other agencies that I've been at, um, and um, I've really, I really enjoyed a lot. And I still speak to all of them and help them out on the project wherever they are now, even as well. And they'll call me, and I'll guide them through like questions and whatnot. Yeah, that's really nice. You know, one mentoring and just you know, teaching everything you've learned through all this to, to you know, other people, but also it kind of teaches you at the same time and it's, it's a good give take but it's really nice to do that what will uh you know maybe what will agencies be getting if they hire you but also what's your favorite project that you've worked on you know in the past i mean if, if they hire me they're getting somebody with an entrepreneurial spirit um one thing that i'm also very good at is selling um, and some agencies have taken advantage of it and some have not um, because my style is a little bit, I guess, a little, little old school and a little George Lois style about it <laughs> where, you know, I, 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 I feel like the best way to sell things is to get to show your passion. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to be jumping out of windows or punching anybody. But the, um, so that's what you're getting. You're getting someone who could very well even if you let them, if you let me, will bring in business. Um, because I'm finding that I can even do that now without even, without even saying I'm freelancing or without even saying anything. It's just, um, I think, well, that's another topic. I, don't, I won't go off topic. What was your second question? <laughs> um, what's uh, one of the favorite projects you've worked on, a favorite piece in your book kind of thing? My favorite project so far is um, still the Blackwing Pencil project that I did. And it's a very interesting story about how it happened. Um, it actually wasn't with any, well, it was loosely with Euro Art, uh, but then it became not with them because they created, it was, it, what happened was, is it was during an ad house class. So you're gonna find this interesting. I was taking an ad house class and my instructor was Al Kelly. At the time he was the, the head, the chief creative officer at Euro. And he would give, his thing was he would give out these assignments on very bland objects. So one of them that he said was, okay, create ads for Dixon, Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencils. So we created these ads and I, of course, doing what I did was, I didn't, I had not yet read the thing, but I went to Staples and watched people buy pencils. Um, and I realized that, that, um, the reason why people, you don't care about a pencil until it sucks. So people didn't buy the most expensive pencil, which was the Dixon one, they just went into the bin and they got it. So I wrote, that was like one of the headlines, like you don't think about a pencil until it sucks, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he liked it, he entered in some sort of contest and it won. And then it got posted like all over uh, one show. I didn't really pay attention to these things at the time. Um, and it got picked up by pencil bloggers. Yeah, they're pencil bloggers. <laughs> and um, and made this flash, and then the the owner of of, of pencils.com, which also owns Cal Cedar, which provides seventy percent of the wood to the world pencil industry, 
contacted me and said, you know, I really like those ads. Can I use them? I'm launching, I'm relaunching this famous pencil called the Blackwing, um, which I had learned about vaguely. Um, and also I was wondering, can I hire you to do emails and e emails and a banner ad? And I said, well, you, I said, yeah, um, but you know, it'd be much cooler. I had this other idea and he was going to pay me like $2,000 for doing that or something like that. Um, long story short, I turned it into like about $150,000 campaign where we rented out the art director's club for a week and we put on the exhibit, the history of the pencil, um, where instead of like a photo booth, we had like a camera lucida set up so you would trace your friends. We had a pencil sharpening station. We had like all this thing, all the stuff. We had a party on a Tuesday night and then it traveled. It went to Los Angeles and then it was installed at the Circus Circus Hotel in Vegas. That's awesome. Um, for a while, um, and it sold a lot of pencils. The yeah. so last question for me is if you have any agency you'd want to give a little shout out to. Recruiters might not want to hear me say this, but maybe you should think about not going back. Maybe you should think about freelancing, or maybe you should think about being one of those new nimble agencies that don't have any overhead and can work in an environment where working from home is not a problem anymore, right? And where we're learning to adjust to that. And so your overheads decreased even more, which, and, you know, based on your experience allows you to go out and reach out to these brands and offer them prices that BBDO or DDB or, or, you know, you know, BML, YRX, DW or whatever can't compete with, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they, and, and, but that's, that's, that, look, whether you do that or not, that's naturally what's going to happen. So maybe you want to find one of those shops to work with. You know, maybe your creative director or creative director you once worked on is probably thinking about doing this and doing it itself. So it might make sense to, instead of reaching out to recruiters, start reaching out to some of those people. And um, because, that's, because that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's, that's, what, that's what the creative revolution and that's, and, and the, uh, you know, um, that's what the creative revolution whatever needs right yeah I think so really so 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 when i you know my first shout out my first shout out right is to, to greg Hahn and, and the mischief right <laughs> like and way to go that right? was coming for some reason right <laughs> well that that that's the first like that you know, my, my mind went there yeah my, my second is cartwright my third is yours man you, you. You, 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 you do it. And, and whether I'm talking to you right now, you know, or, or whoever's listening to this, man, it could, like you, like, there's nothing stopping you right now. And for some people, you're not gonna have a choice because I don't know how quickly people are rehiring or whatnot, but I bet you these little shops are gonna be doing it really quickly because, I mean, uh, some of them are already starting with big brands. Like PNG, Cartwright's already starting with PNG and Greg Hahn, I think already has Hind. So like, you know, that's, that's another angle that I'm not hearing a lot about. I'm yeah, seeing definitely. it, I'm seeing it, but I'm not hearing it. And I think, so I, I've mentioned it a few times and people have been like, well, it's not, it's not easy to start an ad agency. It's like, because you're thinking of the ad agency you worked for. You yeah. don't have to run, you don't have to run that way, right? You, you can run any way you want now. It's, it's, it's yours, it's your rules, it's your whatever, you know? So I don't know that that's, that's, 
that's the that's the uh, that's the other one. But in terms of other agencies, I would give a shout out to um, um, you know Anomaly and Shyat um, Day um, and um, now I'm drawing a blank. That's not a good all right. <laughs> no, there's there's one more that I really like, and it, it's not 72 and sunny. It's 180 over. There's 180 LA 180 over 90. That's it. 1 over 90. They put out when I was doing the work for Community Colleges of Los Angeles. They put out a book about um, how how to brand, how to do advertising and branding for colleges. It's called um, Three in a Tree um, because every every uh, college always has like three racially diverse people wearing the yeah. the college sweatshirt and like a tree behind them, and they're so like taking a chainsaw to the three in the tree. Uh, and it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing book. And it's like, that. those are people that, that, uh, that I like to uh, work for. Yeah, um, they're and, smart folks. And I love that answer of, of what you were saying of you kind of always got to stay a step ahead in this industry. And, you know, maybe staying a step ahead is not turning your back, but going towards those smaller agencies versus what people expect, those bigger, you know, ones. So I think, you know, yeah, really smart. I think that's, that's it for me. You know, thanks for, cool. you know, putting yourself out there for, for talking about some of this, for sharing your opinion. I think, you know, all really Is smart, this... you know, thoughts and a, a really interesting way to see the industry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is a nerve wracking one for me. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. How do I talk about this? But yeah, you, 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 you made it, you made it much easier than, than I thought it was. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? So you can go to my website. It's uh, Justin Oberman. Uh, dot com i think uh it's more or less up to date um justin overman.com j-u-s-t-i-n o-b-e-r-m-a-n um it's got links to all my social there but also the best thing to do is to follow me on linkedin um Great. which is they've never made an easy way to do that on linkedin but it's like yeah, in not, not at all slash it's like in slash my name if you can figure that part out you know just follow me right now i can still follow everyone i can still connect to people i haven't hit my quota Perfect. That's a, a wrap for the 21st episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who, who you know may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the industry, you know, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com. But otherwise, that's it, man. Thanks a lot. All right. No problem.